of you have ever heard somebody say something like that. Did Jesus was, you know, I don't know that I don't really call Christians. Or, or somebody like, oh, Jesus went out to church. I'm not into organized religion. Uh, I'll be honest with you, when I hear statements like that, the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, that sounds all right, but what Jesus are you talking about? I want us to know. I mean, I want to know who do you think Jesus is when you say, I'm okay with Jesus. What do you say you're okay with? Author Kevin DeYoung observed that this question is doubly crucial in our day because no one is as popular in the U.S. as Jesus for some obvious reasons. And not every Jesus, though, is the real Jesus. You can give us a list of some options. Don't worry, I will probably step on your head. Because I like these lists. There's the Republican Jesus who's against passion and preachers and also the judges for family values and owning firearms. There's Democrat Jesus who's against Wall Street and Walmart and is for reducing our carbon footprint. There's Therapist Jesus who helps us cope with life's problems, heals our past, tells us how valuable we are, and not to be so hard on ourselves. There's Starbucks, Jesus. Who drinks territory, coffee, loves spiritual conversations, drives a hybrid. I was with a program right up to there. And drives a hybrid and goes to film festivals. There's open-minded Jesus, who loves everyone all the time, no matter what. Except for people who are not as open-minded as you are. There's touchdown Jesus who helps every time that turns up higher than non-Christians and determines the outcome of the Super Bowl. You need to take my advice more often than that. There's martyr Jesus, there's martyr Jesus, a good man who died a cruel death and was unjustly executed, and so we feel sorry for him. There's gentle Jesus. Okay, I'm going to throw this in there. I'm going to call this Sunday School Jesus, Vacation Bible School Jesus, who was meek and mild, with high cheekbones, flowing hair, walking around barefoot, wearing a hat, while looking very Norwegian. Not showing any blonde hair and blue eyes. Jesus is Jesus. Some of you may have known Jesse Jesus or heard of him. Jesse Jesus teaches everyone to give peace a chance. Imagine the world without religion and help us to remember that all we need is love. There's Jesse Jesus who encourages to reach our full potential, reach for the stars, and buy a boat. There's spirituality Jesus who hates religion, churches, pastors, priests, and doctors. And we'd rather have people out in nature finding the God within while listening to spiritual music, whatever that might be. And they tried to Jesus, good for Christmas specials, greeting cards, and bad puns, uh, inspiring people to believe in themselves. There's revolutionary Jesus who teaches us to rebel against the status quo, stick it to the man, and blame things on the system. That could have been Christian Jesus, too, if we went back. There's Guru Jesus, there's Guru Jesus, the wise, inspirational teacher who believes in you and helps you find your purpose. There's Poison Jesus, now this is my favorite. 
I will too. You will demonize. You know what that means? You will assume that anybody who's not part of your party is a demon. You will oppose it. I'm an independent, but there are Christians who are Democrats, there are Republicans who are Democrats, and there are independents who are There are Christians who are Green Party, there's some that are Libertarian. I mean, there's all kinds of different parties, and Christians are in all of them. Jesus people loving Jesus, loving dedicated committed followers of Jesus can have different opinions about different things. They're not the enemy. They all agree with me, but they don't. If you're Jesus, looks like he's from Northern Europe. If you have blonde hair and blue eyes, I first of all want to tell you, you're wrong. He's Jewish from the Middle East. I thought he had black hair, white brown skin, and brown eyes. And he's probably cool. Yeah. But if you think Jesus looks like he's from Northern Europe, like most of us, then let's just be honest. Now, I know this is going to step on some toes, but I'm going to do it anyway. You may have a hard time loving people of color the way Jesus loves people of color. If you believe in us, then, Jesus, you may be discouraged and disillusioned when your team doesn't win the Super Bowl. If your view of Jesus is inadequate or, or inaccurate, then your view of who he wants you to become will be off target too. So for the next eight weeks, we're going to focus our attention on Jesus. And the Jesus that's recorded, the life of Jesus recorded in the Gospel of Mark. We are, we are fortunate, we have four uh, accounts of the life of Jesus, the life and ministry of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, if you open up the Bible, you go to the table of contents, you'll find the New Testament, the first four books are the life of Jesus, the life and ministry of Jesus of Jesus. Mark is the shortest one. And it's the one I just named after. So that's what no, it's not the reason we're doing it. Uh, we're, we're focusing on Mark because he keeps things concise and, and, and condensed. So we can cover 16 chapters in the This morning, I want you to turn uh, to Mark chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 13. You can uh, use the Bible there in the rack. I believe the page number was 990. Um, or you can follow along on the version app. Um, Mark chapter 1. Starting at verse 1. In the beginning. No, not. That was, that's Genesis chapter 1, isn't it? Mark chapter 1. All the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice 
of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord and make straight paths for Him. So the prophet Isaiah wrote that about 600 years B.C. What's your mind? About 600 years B.C. In the first place, he said John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness. God said 600 years ago, there's going to be a, uh, someone to prepare the way. A voice crying in the wilderness. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Poor Pastor Dixonet, you need to understand this. We always associate baptism with somebody coming to Jesus. Right? Okay. One, John's baptizing people when Jesus isn't even on the scene yet. Secondly, you need to know, all of these people who were baptizing were already God's people. They were already in a covenant relationship with God. They already were in a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, by their obedience to the laws of Moses, their commitment. And yet, John was sent to them to call them to repentance, to confess their sins, and to be baptized. Why? Now, they did, they did, this, they did do this baptism for Gentiles like us who wanted to become Jews. But here's the message that John is bringing. You guys were born Jews, but you're not really good Jews. Get your act together. Confess, repent, and be baptized. Be walked into the kingdom that you think you belong to. Oh. Is it possible that John would show up on church on Sunday morning and on Sunday morning and go, hey, you guys, you think you got it all together. But it's time for you to confess and repent and get into the kingdom. I know some of these and I know seven too. Somebody was trying to figure that out. But apparently I shouldn't have talked about We need to do that. John says, John wore clothing made from camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes one more powerful one than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. I just want to pause here for a moment. There's an awful lot going on here. Start preaching some stuff. 
heart teaches me Christ. In the Gospel of John, not written by John the Baptist, not the Baptist, John was a common name. Turn away from John. John, the Baptist testified, according to John the Apostle's record, John the Baptist said, He is sent by God, Jesus. He is sent by God. He speaks God's word, for God gives him the Spirit without limit. I want you to understand that I believe that one of the things that we need to come to grips with is the fact that Jesus tells us what it looks like when a human being lives in the fullness of the Spirit. When a human being lives with the Holy Spirit filling them. In your view, Jesus is going to determine how comfortable or uncomfortable you feel about that statement. Because I know you guys. I know you, too. I can't know you better than I know you. So I know me, and I know you, and there are things that Jesus says that we're not doing. Let me give you your own stuff. I'll take it again. Jesus shows us, think about this for a minute. Let's repeat that. Jesus shows us, shows what it looks like when a human being lives in the fullness of the Spirit. We're supposed to be like this. And in our Bible reading earlier this morning, we heard him say to his disciples, you will do even greater things than I can do. I'm going, but we're not even doing the things that we're doing. We're all greater things. How the world? If your view of Jesus puts him so far up on a pedestal, that no other human being, no matter how filled they are with the Holy Spirit, no matter how much God is working with them, no matter who they are, that no other human being, that Jesus is so high that no other human being is going to ever come close to being like him, then more than likely you're never going to get accepted as a difference in this world, and you're not going to cry. It's going to be like this. is inadequate or inaccurate, then your view of who he wants you to become will be off-target too. Author J.D. Walt wrote uh, about Jesus' baptism. He, he said, if I'm staying close to this text, here's my observation. The definitive sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the inward perception that the, these words from the Father spoken as a pure gift individually over the sons and daughters of God. The words that God spoke over Jesus. When the Spirit comes and baptizes us, He says, I do.
these words, reading what was on, when these words move from being a, a belief concept, an idea that is radically when they go from being a concept to an experienced truth, it's a primary sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is literally an internal flood of God's holy love inside of human person. Those other things, the definitive demonstration of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a creative expression of the holy love of God flooding into the world through His dearly love. What happened when the Spirit flooded Jesus with the Father's love? Well, this is the part that most of us would like to move off of the story that we see. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels, and angels. Yes. After the greatest moment any human being could possibly experience the disaster and great nerd, God the Father said to him, You are my son, I love you, I am pleased with you. He immediately got to spend the next forty days doing nose to nose with Satan himself. The real bad Christian party going on. No, that's good. What happens with that? We have a really good encounter with God, and the next thing we know, we're having a really bad encounter with the other guy. That's the way our lives go. Jesus shows us what it looks like when a human being lives in the lavishness of the Spirit's holy love. So what prevents us from living like Jesus did? And if your view is, uh, is, is really important, your view of Jesus is important, if it is inadequate or inaccurate and you sort of throw up your view of who you want and God wants you to be, why don't we get it straight? Well, that are inadequate or inaccurate views of Jesus are seldom chosen intentionally. I'm not saying they never are, but they seldom are chosen intentionally. They are communicated to us by others who are also consistently confused about Jesus. So why are we recognizing the Jesus? Why are we regularly asking Jesus to take the limits off of who we think he is. I was wondering about that this week. That, you may not know this about me, but why is one of my favorite questions. Why? Why is this important? And so, as I was sitting there wondering, why is that I'm going to blame the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for you. Save your thoughts. Why do you human beings have a hard time admitting any of this? The primary problem that repeatedly hampers our progress here 
We were on vacation in Kansas. Kansas is a big flat state. Nothing much there. We were in a town called Miltonville. In case you don't know, there used to be a Wesleyan Methodist College in, in uh, or Wesleyan College in Miltonville. Miltonville College, no less. Uh, and the town of Miltonville is, to the best of my memory, smaller than Gentile. We were on vacation in Kansas one day. I thought, you know, it's kind of cool to drive by and see the college. After a half an hour driving up the street, on the street, on the block, on the block, my mom said, Why don't you stop and ask for directions? And my father said, in the most emphatic terms, I am not stopping and don't know if you're going to go back for directions for the college. Problem that was even in his life, like right? Christ. Christ and then are open and faithful to Jesus and Jesus said, Who is it? I want to see that. Christ lost our questions. Christ needs our opinions and persuades us to believe we're okay. It shows other people they have the problem. He's more than a pious prophet, more than a good teacher, more than a miracle worker. Jesus is the promised one, the source and son of David. The seed of Eve sent to crush the serpent's head. Grace and truth in a human body. Being David sent by God to establish his kingdom and rule, reestablish his kingdom and rule in this world. He's the healer, the fight giver, the ultimate liberator. The good news for the poor, the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. We need to know Jesus, the Creator who came into His fragmented creation to restore us, the cause of new creation. The Jesus we need to know is not a reflection of a popular opinion, not the sum of our best guesses, not the dream of our deepest desires, not like us at all. Jesus, we need to know well is our Lord and our God, the Savior of the world, the sacrifice for our sins, 
the things that we need to know, well, is more loving, more holy, and more awe-inspiring and shocking than we have ever dreamed possible. So I invite you to ask the Holy Spirit what your response was you with the Father's holy love. Spirit, open the eyes of our students. We want to see you for who you really are. Think a little bit about who you think Jesus is. Go after and ask you to We don't understand anything. There's one thing we know because we've experienced it, and that is that we have not experienced it. We've got to discard the With a rushing river of the Father's holy love. According to the Spirit, the Father says, You are my.